So we generally start this thing out with feedback and updates. So we do a little recap, um, follow up. If you have, if, uh, blah. What is Bobcat Goldblades here too? That sounded like Bobcat Goldblades. <laughs> we may have found our cold open. I don't know. I just didn't know. That's all. That's all I got for you. Here, give me a second. I'll go into Sam Kinison and, and then it'll be over. That's right. Well, you couldn't then. Um, you'd have the explicit tag. Sorry. Probably a couple of them. <laughs> Welcome to Talking to Todd, a weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Prinz, where failure is always an option. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. I had a good week. How was your week? We'll talk about that later. (laughs) (laughs) There are no bad weeks. There's just good content for the podcast. (laughs) And we appreciate that. (laughs) Some weeks more than others, though. (laughs) I played the role of producer this week. Really? So you did yep. 99% of the work. <laughs> I booked our guest. Hey, Lucas. No. No? No. Hey, Amy. No. no. Hi, Lisa. Is Lisa on the other line? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> I can go okay. check the other office. <laughs> so this week's guest is our high school buddy, Greg High. Hey, everybody. Hey, Greg. That was really hard for me not to talk during any of that. Really, really hard. <laughs> Well, it was so tightly scripted and right on point that that if you would have interjected, it would have just thrown the whole thing off. Well, I did see in the script it said pause. Don't talk. <laughs> well, I did that. Now it's over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, play the tuba. Let's go. All right. No, we're night, <laughs> <Bye>, everybody. <laughs> so if you have feedback uh, from last week's show or any of the shows, you can always send it to feedback at talking to todd.com todd did you get any feedback this week i did have uh did have just a, a, a little bit of feedback from uh from don and yvonne who were listening to it and uh uh they were listening in, uh to last week's episode where we referenced i i can't believe i'm bringing this up again this is just killing me so in last week's episode we made a reference to your dad joke from two weeks ago so they were they were over at our house and said, hey, we listened to the episode and it was it was funny. But uh, then Don asked, hey, what's what's the joke? Um, <laughs> so you had to tell it. I was going to prepare. I was getting ready to tell it. And then Lisa jumps in and says, you have to listen to that episode. <laughs> Padding the stats out of way, Lisa. There Lisa we go. Is our chief marketing officer. <laughs> exactly. Just people who happen to stop by our house, which is an incredibly low number of people, are told you have to listen to the episode. So um, there, there's there's my feedback. Uh, it turns out we make references in episodes to previous episodes. So we've established that you don't want to go back to episode two and binge the whole thing at once, because as we've established, the show is not bingeable. Was it Don and Yvonne that gave us the note that it is not bingeable? Actually, it was. See, look, you remembered. <laughs> So, yeah, there's some probably some sort of sweet spot about how far back you have to go. Yeah, it's. I had somebody ask me today, actually, do you have a recommendation of which episode to start with? Because, you know, I don't really want to listen to them all. I might at some point, but I want a good one. So I guess based on Greg's recommendation, I may recommend last week. It was the only one I heard. So so it's his favorite. Favorite right it's- off the top. <laughs> absolutely the best one i've heard yet (laughs) of all of the episodes out there all of them that i've heard it is the best (laughs) well that seems fair this one because i'm on it now this is my favorite just (laughs) because yeah greg at the end of this you can uh you can update your linkedin profile to include 
podcast. Um, no, podcast guest. I will- you know what? At this point, facts are irrelevant. So, podcaster, podcast guest. I'm not podcast sure I wanted to producer. producing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 actually, you know what? Why don't you see how this goes before you decide if we're going to take credit or not for any of this? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know in about an hour. And you never know exactly how much of it is really going to show up either. Because yeah, true, you know, I don't want to. I was worried I was going to get Paula Poundstone because you talked about Paula Poundstone being in that live thing, and all the best things were left on the cutting room floor, which is really an accuracy right now because there is no cutting room floor; they're just out in cyberspace or whatever when we chop this up. But I didn't want to be Paula Poundstone. I like how you worked in a pretty deep cut into that previous episode, though, to prove that you actually did listen to it. Because my first thought was, when did we talk about Paula Pounce? Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Maybe I was listening more than you guys. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Todd, do you remember when you talked about going to the Nissan dealership? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Felderman went to a Nissan dealership in 1987, and they wouldn't tell him the price of the car either 20 plus years ago. So their sales tactics have not changed. <laughs> he thought you would like to know that. <laughs> That's amazing. Proudly not telling you the price since 1995. What? <laughs> How do you sell anything? Well, we barely do, but you know. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. A friend of the show, Sarah Judson Brown. Couple of things. She, she, <laughs> you're gonna love this. She submitted a dad joke for us. Oh, sir. Why? Are, oh, this is. I'm. I'm really losing this battle now, aren't I? All right. You. You really are. I was watching an Australian, so this is the dad joke of the week. I was watching an Australian cooking show, and the audience clapped when the chef made meringue, and I was surprised because generally Australians boo meringue. Wow. There it is. Dad joke of the week. Courtesy of Sarah Judson Brown. That was not me. Also, she she cleaned out her fridge after listening to our podcast. She sat listened, drank her coffee. And then our podcast encouraged her to clean out her fridge. I'm not exactly sure what this means. Well, I, I don't... Last week's episode... Yeah, last week's episode encouraged her. Hey, Greg, what did we talk about? Um, I, I was only lying about actually listening to it. <laughs> he, actually, he actually listened to two minutes and 30 seconds that included the Paula Poundstone stuff. That, that's the... He crammed for this test, and that's the only fact he remembered. Right, that was in the Cliff Notes version. I don't know. Um... <laughs> Now, maybe, just maybe, it means that your show is not bingeable, but it is fridge purgeable. Oh, that's possible. I don't think. If our show can encourage people to do things, we need to be very careful about this. We need to make sure that we're only using this power for good and not for evil. Uh, if there are subliminal messages that we're building into the no, show. on them. That's totally on that. So subliminal that we don't even know that we're doing them. <laughs> exactly. It's so subliminal. We're not aware of them. Wow. Can we pause recording? Because I feel like I need to go clean up some uh, grout lines in my bathroom right now. And I don't know why. Hey, Natalie uh, pulled out some yogurt from the fridge that was uh, pre-pandemic. It was like March 13th. And she hadn't listened to the podcast that I know of. So uh, she only listens to crime podcasts. So. At this point, isn't that now sour cream? I, it, I, she tasted it. It was pretty close. So it was very little tangy. <laughs> the the extra flavor is now free. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bonus. You've had this in your fridge for four months. Although somebody did say, hey, aren't you and Dwayne doing a, a comedy podcast? And if that's what this is supposedly is, this, this is a crime podcast because <laughs> it's a crime against comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all the feedback that I had. And you had the one. Okay, so. We're going to set a new record moving on from feedback. Moving. Yeah, this may be the shortest feedback segment we have ever done. Oh, no, wait. One more thing. Um, okay. I do want to, I want to give a plug actually for Sarah Judson Brown. Her book, Siren's Cove, is coming out later this summer. So as a friend of the show, we, uh, it's, it, 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 I read it years ago when she was uh, in I don't know, draft two or three. And um, so Sarah's book is coming out. We would encourage you to Google or look her up on Facebook and check out her book that's coming out later this summer. So uh, Siren's Cove coming to a a bookseller near you. Will that be available on Podbean? If it is, you can read chapters one, (laughs) two, and then it skips to seven. (laughs) 
Or if you buy it off of Zazzle, you just get one line of the book. <laughs> you, if you buy it on Zazzle, all you get is the jacket and not the actual book. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but I can get you a discount. It was a dark and stormy night. The end. Wait, what? <laughs> Sounds like what I did with the podcast. <laughs> How this came about, you, you may be wondering why we asked, I mean, other than we've all known each other for, I don't know, what, 30 years or longer, probably longer, um, why why we invited Greg to come guest on our show this week. Greg's wife, Sherry, was driving back through Des Moines and we had, uh, Amy and Sherry and I had lunch and Sherry was telling us about Greg's job. Greg, your normal job your your regular job, your career is sixth grade science teacher. But your summer job was um, well, there were multiple. Uh, um, but uh, the one I think Sherry was probably most telling you about was being an Amazon delivery driver. And and we thought that it it would be it would be interesting to ask you questions about your summer and how it went. Was I mean sometimes you know there there's memes about Amazon delivery drivers and hiding monster packages under really small rugs and uh, th- things like that and was wondering i thought you know maybe there would be some entertaining stories here that that we could hear plus you know we hadn't talked to you in a while so yeah see, see what's going on i guess the, so the the first question that i had is what prompted you to do this well it's quite simple i've always wanted to be essential yes and amazon delivery drivers are considered essential so i thought here's my chance now i can be essential and so I am. Well, I was. I stopped working last Monday. So stop, stop being essential, so you can go back to just educating youth. So you were, you were, you were essential for those two months. It's a month and a half. Let's be real here. It was a month and a half. Started in, in June. It was done by August. That was. I, I need to work in the summer because if I sit around for two and a half months, I will go crazy. So I, I absolutely have to have something to do. And two summers ago, for about the previous maybe five or six summers, I worked for a detasseling crew that went out to the c- central Illinois area and, and took kids out through cornfields. And then last summer, I worked as a landscape maintenance person, basically a, a weeding and edging and making trees and bushes look nice on, on the Naperville Riverwalk. But they didn't need me back because of... COVID-19, they were really cut down in the number of people that they could have working for them. And so I got a nice email from the the lady that ran the, the little shop there on the Riverwalk. And she said, we, we just, we don't need you. Um, sorry, we'd love to have you back, but we can't. And uh, so I had to find something else. First thing I saw was Amazon hires and they pay really well. Yeah. They will hire just about anyone. And you are just about anyone. I am just about anyone. So. <laughs> Hey, I hey, I qualify. Right. I mean, their their commercials even tell you like you don't need a resume, you don't need a college degree, just no high school diploma, just just go. If you've got a pulse, pretty much. If you've got, but brain is optional, just a pulse. <laughs> so I I applied for the truck driving job because it was the highest paying of the of the positions, but then there was a sort center job basically amounts to pulling the packages off of as they come down the ramps and they've been sorted by the computer you pick them up and you scan them and put them on the right pallet that goes into the right truck and then they take them away and that was a short-lived job as i was waiting for the truck to you know do the background check and do the drug test and kind of get their act together and and say it was okay for me to work for them. So I did the sort center job for about two weeks. It was it was mindless. It really, really was mindless. Uh, for four hours a night from 7 to 11, I would pick up packages, scan them, put them on the right pallet, and that was it. That's all you did. And then you'd go home. But then... Does time move slower when you're doing that? I mean, did... What, what did... Could you do things to keep yourself active or I mean, well, let's, let's be, let, here's, here's the problem. I'm, I'll, I'll let you answer in a second, Greg, but my thought was hearing about you had four hours a night where, you know, you could, you could just kind of let your mind wander or whatever. The, the sad thing is 
is that baseball wasn't playing at the time because in four hours you could have watched at least four and a half, five innings of any major league baseball yes. game. <laughs> yes, a good, especially with the Cubs playing tonight. Oh, good. Here's the 13th reliever of the game. That's awesome. Oh, and there's my shift. Yeah, oh, done. Okay, great. <laughs> it didn't give you a whole lot of time to think because you. I really just wanted to work and get as much done as I possibly could. Like there were people that, obviously came to work with their friends and they would sit there and they would talk and it was a nice little leisurely time for them. (laughs) You guys have fun over there sitting and chatting with your friends. I'm going to pick up these packages and put them in the right place. It was, it was an interesting, it was an interesting experience of a lot of different types of people. That's about all I can say because you got to meet just a whole bunch of different types of people that had different work ethics from people that worked way harder than you down to people that didn't work hard at all. And you kind of just had to accept it, whatever. I'm going to do my job and move on. Right. Uh, so that, but then the, the trucking company called and they wanted me to come in. And so then I had a choice to make because you're really not supposed to work at two different places through Amazon I was either going to have to keep working at the sort center and do mindless sorting of packages or actually do something that I wanted to do, which would be drive and deliver packages to people. So the the training was all very in-person. They they could not do anything in person. So they have training videos and I spent an entire day and they, they didn't tell me to bring my computer. It would have helped for them to tell me to bring my computer. So I spent an entire day watching these training videos on my phone and taking the training video quizzes. At first, they had me in their little office area with another girl, and we were sitting at opposite ends of this big conference table. And then, you know, we kind of looked at each other, and we're like, we don't really need to be here to do this. We can go do this anywhere we want. And so I went to my car and sat in my car because I didn't (laughs) want to go too far away. Could have, you know, the air conditioning running and listening to music while I watch the videos and that that's based that's how they trained you and that was different and then when i actually got to the to the in-person part of the job they said that uh, normally i would be doing like a ride along with someone and they would be showing me how to do the job but because they did not want two people in the same van at the same time I was pretty much on my own. The training videos were were pretty good. They they kind of walked you through. There's still always that little bit of apprehension, that nervousness of am I doing it right? But it's not that hard to to figure out the computer system and the little handheld device that you have. It's not hard at all. So it wasn't too bad. Um, so that's kind of like I I really in my interview I said why do I want to do this? I want to do it because I want to feel like I'm doing something in a time when people need to be doing something for others. I'm like, I'll take that chance and I'll go and I'll do, I'll do something where I feel like I'm doing something good for, for people. So that's kind of what led me there. I'm, I'm just impressed that they didn't give you the van and say, here's your first shift and watch the videos while on your first shift, like while you're driving in between. Cause that, that's what you hear about Amazon, right? It's super efficient. So just head out, watch the videos while you're driving to the first address um, and this will all work out just fine. So I'm, I'm impressed to hear that you were actually allowed to park and watch a video before you you had to go and take the uh, take the van out. The this will all work out just fine is very much an accurate statement for the the business model. This will all work out just fine. Just just go just go do this. <laughs> okay. By the way, did we did, did we put him under oath? Is this uh, just just checking? Are we did we did we swear him in or or is this? I'm gonna put my hands on the Clorox wipes and I swear, <laughs> Clorox wipes, that I will tell the truth mostly. It's better than we get out of most of our tour guides. Just hey, saying. hey, at least we're cl- we're clear about it. <laughs> <laughs> to get that joke, you need to listen to the first episode of the London tour. Little so, little known fact that before uh, before Jeff Jeff Bezos founded Amazon, he was uh, he was a tour guide in London. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Really? <laughs> yeah. Fake yeah. News. Todd's Todd's tours. Just uh, there you go. He. <laughs> He he lived he lived he, his the street he lived on was Nile Street and he so when he came back over he's like well I can't uh, Nile and that doesn't sound good but you know then uh, what's bigger than the Nile oh you know what the Amazon so that's that's how I got named but anyway that's that's neither here nor there so Todd's tours 
coming to a city near you. 30% of Todd's tours are totally made up. Sometimes, no, and sometimes, no, sometimes more than that. 30%, I, I, I guarantee 30% accuracy. You just will never know. Sometimes neither will I, which 30% is correct. <laughs> it's kind of like playing a lie with kids. <laughs> Say it with confidence, clipboard in a friendly wave, you know, you're golden. So what do you wish you had known before you started out? I wished I would have known. And when you go to the warehouse to pick up your packages, they put them in these uh, kind of vinyl three foot by three foot square bags. Okay. Those are supposed to be loaded onto carts in the order that you're going to need to load your van so that you can put the deliveries that you're going to do last in first and your first deliveries would then come up to the be toward the front of the van so that it's easy for you in order. Well, very seldom were those packages put in the right order. Turns out those those yahoos working the night shift at the distribution thing, they they were just putting them in any sort of order. I don't even know who those people were. Oh wait, never mind. <laughs> I I know who they were. And you're absolutely right. That's what it seems like they were doing. There were some days when I'd like to say, hey, who packed? Oh, wait. Like, this is not even. Oh, wait, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was complaining, talking to one of the other workers there, and they, they showed me how on my little handheld device, how I could tell what order they were in. And this was like four weeks in. And it was after a day, like the way that when they started, they gave you like half a route for four days. And then they gave you three fourths of a route for four days to try and build up your accuracy and your ability to deliver. And then by day nine, you were off and on your own doing full deliveries. And so I started out with deliveries like 100 stops, maybe 50 stops small orders. And I ended up with days that were, you know, 170 to 150 stops with the van. This was a a 170 stop day. And I had no idea that I had put the bags in the van in the complete wrong order. So I get to, I'd get to a stop and I wouldn't be able to find the person's package. And I was thinking, I, I was thinking that the people that loaded the carts put them in the right order. So I had put them in the van thinking they were in the right order and it would turn out that they weren't, they, it was, it was horrible. It was, it was like the longest day of my life out there. They actually sent someone who was done early to come and take three bags of, you know, maybe like 30 packages and deliver those for me because I was having such a hard time. And I said, I said to the guys, I don't, these packages, they're not in the right places. And some things that are supposed to be small boxes are labeled as envelopes. And some of these things that are envelopes are labeled as small boxes. And it's just, it's a mess. He's like, yeah, they always get them wrong. Here's how you check when you're loading your van. And from that point forward, it was perfectly fine. Like, gee, I'd step in the training video. I would have been able to do a lot better there. But you know, some of those things are, you can only learn through mistakes. So you, you could only learn that through that that frustration and that that time of like, oh my God, I just I can't believe that that's what it was like. If you know, if you're doing a ride if you're doing a ride along, you probably pick that up. And that probably Absolutely, because I would have been helping them load the van. And they would have been telling me, hey, this is how you do it. So, right. yeah, absolutely right. So it's one of those things that, and like, like, you go back to that, it'll all work out. It all worked out. Everybody got their packages <laughs> that day. And things were just fine. Yeah. But <laughs> like, all right. it's, it's just, it's good to know that, uh, that even incredibly large organizations have the same uh, training and onboarding programs, uh, problems as uh, other organizations. Hey, is there anything like useful, like super useful for me to know? Oh, no, no, no. We don't put that in the training. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's, that's later. <laughs> that's, that's no. Uh-uh. Here's, here's six hours on compliance. Uh. <laughs> right. And um, what what not to say and what not to do and how to be a good 
customer service rep. And, and actually a lot of it was, was still pre COVID. So they had you like ringing people's doorbells and handing the package to the customer and saying, thank you. No, none of that. It was just put it on the floor, take a picture of it and leave. You know what? Give them a hug. You know what? <laughs> just go in there and just give them a hug and let them know that we care. No, no. Okay. Uh, skip that one. Skip. No, that one. Blow them a kiss. Oh, please don't. Please, okay. Skip that too. Please don't. No, we got, we got don't. a lot of old stuff. Just give them a wave as you're running away from their house. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm surprised that, you know, due to algorithms, what they haven't, what they didn't tell you like four weeks in is somebody didn't say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the packages are actually sorted alphabetically by street. Be like, yeah. Wait, what? That's not huh? helpful at all. Oh, yeah, it's not helpful, but that's how they do it. <laughs> no, there was one, th- the uh, one of your questions was, it was um, probably going to be, did I ever get lost? Yeah, did you get? can't really get lost. Oh, okay. No, you can't. You you can't. You can't get lost because your your GPS will. They know exactly where you're at at all times, and it's a very it's a very specific GPS. What I didn't like is that they would they would tell you don't don't back up if you know if. If you have to, if it's the absolute pot, like you end up at a dead end, then yes, you have to put the car in reverse or the van in reverse and turn around. But please try not to back up. Uh, and they could tell every time you put the van in reverse, it was it was that sensitive of a, a, a computer system. But the algorithms would have you going down a street, stop at a house, and if you were headed west... You'd stop at a house facing west, and then your next stop would say, now head east on that same street. Like, well, now the most logical way to do this is for me to turn around, like pull into somebody's driveway, put it in reverse, turn around. Yeah. And go the other way. And they didn't want you to do that. They wanted you to drive around the block. And and sometimes then that had you facing the wrong way for the next time. And so then you were, there's a lot. So I finally just said they're not punishing me for putting the van in reverse i'm backing up in people's driveways as long as there's no cars parked on the street there was a a backup camera and an external like rear view mirror camera plus two convex mirrors on the sides so you knew where everything was around you at all times like this is not a problem as long as there's not kids running around in the neighborhood right i'm I can back up and I know exactly what's going on back there. So it was fine. See, I was assuming when you said you, you absolutely just can't get lost. My thought was as soon as you deviated at all off of your route, the drones showed up and uh, <laughs> sort of got in formation in front and behind you and started flashing the lights and, and forced you to drive the right way. Your, your yeah. story makes more sense, but my story is a lot better in the movies. Here's way funnier. Yeah. It did. So, on the golf carts here, they will they'll tell me if I'm behind pace. I mean, we've got a certain pace that we have to go in order to stay to be to be done in four hours and ten minutes. And it'll warn you, okay, you're five minutes behind pace. Okay, you're ten minutes behind pace. And I look at it and I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do because the group in front of me is slower than molasses. Would the computer system tell you? You're ahead of pace, you're behind pace, you're, you know, you need you need to pick it up a little bit or red, green, yellow kind of deal? No. The short answer okay. is no. The dispatch dispatch had that information. Okay. Um, I, I kept track periodically I would keep track on my phone. There's a, a a work chat app that they used to communicate things to people. And sometimes people would would ask, you know, I'm having a really hard time today. Am I behind or am I, you know, how far behind am I? And and the dispatch would be able to say, look, you're doing fine. You're only like five stops behind your pace. So they would, they would know, uh, they wouldn't communicate that to you. Someone would just show up and tell you that they were going to help you. We're going, I'm going to take some packages from you. They would never really that happened to me a couple times. It happened actually on my very last day. A kid showed up and said, I'm supposed to take 30 packages from you. Because 
they kind of liked to get out of, they didn't want to wait around for me to be done at like eight or nine o'clock at night. They kind of wanted to get out around seven. And so they would send people to help when one, one person was done, they would send somebody to go help you. And they sent me a couple times when I was ahead of schedule, they would send me to go help people. I would find them, pull up, and they would be surprised that I was there. No one communicated with them from dispatch, hey, we're sending so-and-so to help you. It was always, they would tell me, go help so-and-so. Huh. And I would go there, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't communicate that. And, and I never figured out how I could tell in, in the app that I was using so I don't, I don't think you could, there wasn't really anything that said you're, you know, you, you knew how many stops you had left. Yeah. It would tell you that it would tell you how much, how much you've done for the day and how much you still had left, but never a pace, which would have been really nice. It would have been able to tell you, Hey, you're, you know, pick it up a little bit or, you know, you can, you're doing fine. Slow down. Yeah. So in, in theory, if somebody wanted a whole lot of free Amazon packages, <clears throat> just in general, hypothetically, right? But if they had if they had access to a van that they could just make up look like an Amazon van and an Amazon uh, yeah, uniform, whatever that was, uh, just find any Amazon driver, roll up and say, hey, I'm supposed to take 60 packages from you to help you out. They would have no way of... <laughs> Okay, here you go. You you <laughs> might be able to pull that one off. Now they might they might text back and like seriously or is this somebody taking packages from me? But most likely no. If you were convincing and you acted like you knew what you were doing and you really wanted to play like Amazon roulette, like what am I going to get out of these bags? <laughs> yeah, confident oh. wave and a clipboard will get you almost anywhere. <laughs> That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. great! Like Sixty boxes of diapers. <laughs> did did you find that you had regulars? I mean, were you always, for example, I think the UPS guy that delivers here is going to get like a Christmas card from us or something because he's here all the time. Did you have that? Yeah, I did have, um, I had, I would say about four routes that I sort of did on a regular basis. And now the the names of the towns aren't going to be, aren't going to be all that meaningful to you, but they're suburbs like really far out Western suburbs of Chicago. Like I would go to Sugar Grove. Uh, there's a little town called Hinkley uh-huh. uh, and Big Rock were, were places that that they sent me a lot. And then Plano were like the four different places that I, I spent a lot of time in. And it was really nice to have regular routes because you then, you knew the streets, you knew how the house numbers operated and you you could go a little quicker because your familiarity with the area so and the the actual the last my last four days because i worked friday saturday sunday monday for um every week and my last saturday and sunday i delivered to this house in plano and i pulled up and i'm walking up and the guy's in his driveway and he says that's that's not mine that's not for me and the guy said, "Well, do you 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 know it's you know your address?" And he's just messing with me, right? And I said, "You're going to have to take that up with your wife because it's her name that's on the package." So I'm just going to give it to you and let you deal with that. And so I drove away. And then the next day, I had another delivery at that same house, and he, they were both. They were. Um, it must have been a Friday. It must have been Friday Saturday because the Blackhawks played their first game on Saturday. They were all sitting his, he and his wife and like maybe their neighbors uh, were over and they were all sitting in the driveway and I was delivering to the same house and I look and I get out and I start walking up and he says, he goes through the same thing. That's not mine. I said, you know what? That's what you said yesterday and you took it. So you're going to take it today. (laughs) (laughs) Your package. Now, now let me, if it weren't intermission, I would take lunch and sit down and watch the Blackhawks game with you, but it's intermission. So I'm going to get back in the car and keep going. There were, there were some people that you saw repeatedly, but a lot of times it was fairly impersonal. There, there weren't people weren't home or for, you know, just for social distancing, they wouldn't come to the door. They would see you, but they would stay back at the door and let you just package off and 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 let you go so but the 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 same routes was was helpful yeah did you count your steps did you wear a step counter 
And how high did you get? Yeah, um, twenty eight thousand was my was my highest day. I would. Those are yeah. That's yeah. Wild. It was usually around twenty. Usually around twenty three to twenty five. Uh, but now I would pair that with I would most likely I didn't start work until eight, and the dogs will get me up around five or five fifteen, and so I would get up and I would go for a run in the morning, and then I would come home and go to work. So there was, you know, a so, so a little bit of it was an entire not all of it, okay, not all of it was Amazon walking. Yeah, but I didn't have any problem closing my rings. I just assumed you were going to tell me, oh no, no, they have a GPS that they attach to us as well, and Dispatch also keeps a track of how many how many were. Uh, Greg, you're uh, you're also behind on your steps. You could have a challenge yeah. amongst the drivers as to who had the most steps, or yeah. or the yeah. fewest steps, or the fewest, or the fewest, yeah. Oh my gosh. There were some interesting people that I worked with. Absolute funniest thing, but it's also kind of the most disturbing, was on my on my off days, I'm working for the park district. And so Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and, and I would still I would kind of keep track of what was going on on the work chat stuff in case I when I came back on Friday I would know something. Well this one employee lady posts in her work chat that her van smells like urine and there's a bottle in the van with a funny colored substance in it and she is just disgusted out of her mind that we're adults and someone would do this (laughs) so there was a message that went out from the dispatchers about not peeing in the vans they actually had to tell people, don't pee in the van. And so I get that on like maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. I show up for work Friday morning and and Jamal is one of the dispatchers and he's sitting behind the table. And I walk up to Jamal and I say, so let me get this straight. I'm not supposed to pee in the van? <laughs> and they lose it because it's now been a couple days and it's kind of died down. But like... <laughs> Are you kidding? How am I supposed to get through my route? Like, yeah, no, it was, it was that, that right there probably says enough about some of the people that were driving. (laughs) So, so just a quick question was not peeing in the van. Was that included in the training videos? See, that's well, then how are people supposed to know? That's a Costanza, right? If you had told me not to do it, I wouldn't have done it. Or you could you could hold people accountable if you said, "Look, we did the training. We talked about peeing in the van. We said don't. We had a cute little video, and that's you agreed funny. not to." But at this point, I got to say that's on Amazon, right? Because if they're not telling people that, like all they had to do is like modify the the no parking sign and make it the, make the pee yellow or something and put a red line through it, and I think people would have got it. No like, peeing in. Or at a very minimum, at a very, at the absolute minimum, don't leave the bottle of pee in the van. (laughs) Right? Exactly. You know, clean up after you. Yes. Or you could always learn checking the air pressure in the tire trick. (laughs) Go over and kneel down and pretend you're checking the air pressure in the tire and (laughs) take care of it. Radiator spring a leak? No, no, no. We're fine. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, it's it's all good. Pressure's better now. Um, I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're hung up about, seriously, you got to be really, really careful with these trucks. So whatever you do, don't back up. Can I pee in them? Hasn't come up. You know what? Just don't back up. <laughs> now, here's here's the other thing. And, and you wouldn't know this because you haven't listened to all the episodes. Once you said it was in the bottle, then my thought was, oh, okay, well, then somebody just needs to remove the bottle. Because I was originally concerned that somebody was just literally just going in the back of the van and peeing. However, if that was the case, um, I have some stuff that will take care of some of that smell. So uh, I, could, I could hook some people up at Amazon. Actually, I ordered from Amazon. So... Uh, Anyway, I could send it to them or whatever, but but no, that, there you go. You might need this. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I know that was that was absolutely the most hilarious thing that I experienced. Uh, I, like, are you kidding? Uh, there were other like for me, it became uh, like a dog quest. I would love it if 
people had their dogs outside because then I'd get a little bit of dog time, get to pet. And there was only really one one experience where I thought that dog's not a nice dog and it might actually do harm to me if the owner were not right there holding onto it. But I delivered to a, I think this was, I think it was Sugar Grove, but it was a, it was a farm complex. And there were five separate houses on this driveway. And the package uh, had a note with it or the app pulled up and it gives you notes as to like delivery instructions. And it said, deliver to house E, the owner lives there. There are dogs at house C. And I, I thought, Oh, that's, that's kind of ominous. That's kind of scary. So I drove down to house E and I just happened to run into the people that were supposed to be getting the package. They were driving around in their little utility cart. And so when I gave them the package, I said, I got to know what's, what's this note about the dogs? Why is that such a big deal? And she said, well, one of the drivers was afraid of the dog. I said, what kind of dogs do you have? She said, well, we have a St. Bernard and um, a Great Pyrenees. I looked at her and I went, those are two of the like gentlest, sweetest dogs on the planet. How can that possibly, how can they be scared? And well, they bark really loud and they just, they're big and they didn't like them. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to have to go down and stop and see these guys. Um, the app won't let you complete the order if you're not within a certain range of the pin that is dropped for that location. So I, even though I could hand them the package, the order wasn't complete until I actually went down the road and pulled into the driveway of route or house C. Ah. So here, here I was pulling in the driveway where I see this great Pyrenees is standing in the, in the middle of the yard, barking loud. And I could see if you were afraid of dogs that, that would scare you. And then the St. Bernard came out of the garage and almost knocked me over when it put its head on my thigh. It was just, pet me, pet me, be nice to me. <laughs> just so sweet. So I sat there for you know a few minutes while I completed the order and, and petted the dog. The, the Pyrenees never came over. It just, it just barked. It didn't want to have anything to do with me. But that became sort of my, my thing. I'd come home and I'd tell Sherry, I'd be like, okay, so there were no dogs today. It was kind of a depressing day. Or, oh yeah, I got to meet this dog and uh, this cute little gray pit bull pups or whatever. And it was fun. That's That became my quest. The final interesting thing that I noticed about two weeks in was some of the looks on people's faces as they watched you drive down the road. And some of them were like open mouth expressions. Did I order something? <laughs> Did that come from me? I wonder what I, don't I wonder what Amy ordered anything. today. <laughs> and, but then some of the, the kids would be like super cute. They'd be like, "Oh, Amazon, Amazon, yay!" That was it. Was a it was a great fun experience. I'm not sure if I will do it again, but it was a good summer experience. So, so Dwayne had all sorts of really good uh, good actual questions to ask and so he stole all the good ones so i'm just left to come up with the wacky ones um there's nothing wrong with how, how, how fast did the truck go <laughs> well i was paid an hourly wage oh there well, is no different there's no incentive for me to speed it goes exactly the posted speed limit wherever that is yes <laughs> Absolutely. And when you got into a construction zone and it was 45, hey, speed limit's 45. I got to go 45. Matter, matter of fact, I might put it down to 40 just to protect. Like, you can't be protecting those workers. Yeah. yeah. And seriously. And, and it was kind of a funny little situation every morning because all of the deliveries or, or a, a, a large portion of the deliveries were west on Route 88. We loaded up in Downers Grove and then got on 88 and headed west for most of the deliveries. And so at about 10 o'clock on I-88, there was a stream of like 30 Amazon vans driving down the road. And I was always 60, <laughs> goes to construction, down to 45. And these guys are just flying past me. And I kept wanting to tell them, you realize you're getting paid by the hour. Slow down. You're costing yourself money. But they had the mentality that they just wanted to get done. Okay, but you're costing yourself money. So I don't know how fast they went. 
They also made you log into an app that I assume is a lot like the Drive Safe and Save app, apps that will lower your insurance rate if you're a safe driver. Yeah. They had something similar to that, which then gave you a a score out of 850 and they would take points off for things like too fast of an acceleration, too hard of a braking, uh, cornering too fast, or if you were speeding. And they actually gave you like, in order to be caught speeding, you would be having to go 10 miles over the post, 10 miles an hour over the posted speed limit for 60 seconds or more. So you could, if you wanted to, maybe these people that were flying past me were smart enough to go you know, 70 and go 70 for 45 seconds and then slow it down for 15 seconds and then speed back up. I don't know. Did you get a bonus for a higher score? You were going supposed to receive a gift card, uh, like a gas card, if you had a score of 850. And that's what my score ended up. So I'm expecting to get a gas card in the mail. Say, hey, thanks. Here's your gas card. 850 was the highest that you could get. I'm like, well, this is pretty easy. But now there are flaws in the system because hard braking was a deduction, but running a stoplight or running a stop sign was not a no deduction because because the phone wouldn't know. (laughs) Don't know there's a stop sign there, right? So uh, there were times when you could actually process this, and you're coming along, and maybe the stop sign was covered by trees, and you didn't see it until it was really late, and maybe you'd have to slam on your brakes. But if you're in Hinkley and there's maybe ten cars in the town, you just roll right through that and, and. Keep your score perfect. <laughs> Roll down the window and yell 850 as you go flying through the stop sign. Yeah, right. I want a perfect score. <laughs> this this guy totaled 17 trucks, but he has a perfect safety score. Yeah, I don't think it would count for uh, for crashing it. He got T-boned. Yeah. yeah, I know, but he didn't break hard. And it was not a not a hard breaking. Now the other he, the other drawback to that is that I had a guy I was delivering one day in Aurora, tiny little narrow old streets, and cars parked on both sides, and this guy did not want to wait for me and tried to pass me down this street with my van. And his car, and then two cars parked on either side of us. And so I see him in my mirror going around me, and I slam on the brakes. Because if I don't, I'm going to crash. So I avoided a crash, but my score gets dinged because that was a hard braking. But I had to, or I would have crashed. <laughs> and to me, that's worse. It's not, And that, make, that makes me wonder about those drive safe and save apps. They run the same way. Yeah, that's how they get you. People could people could beat it. You know, this is this is the whole uh, you know unintended consequences. You get what you measure. Right? Yeah, you don't want me to hard break. <laughs> I I don't have to touch this brake pedal for the entire day. <laughs> if that's what you want. <laughs> by the way, I'm getting paid by the hour. <laughs> I mean, it's a big truck. Eventually, it will roll to a halt. Inertia will take over. Yep, it will be fine. As a matter of fact, Greg could actually probably draw out exactly and show you the equation of how the inertia will slow the truck down. I knew exactly where to take my foot off the gas to get it to stop, right? Yeah, right. It's all physics. That's it. Yeah. And as long as he stays on the clock, he could explain that to all the other drivers. (laughs) Dude, you're getting paid by the hour. Slow down. I'd see people running up to houses. They're running to houses and running back to their trucks. Why? Take your time. We 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 generally end the show with what you learned this week. Do you have something in particular that you'd like to share about what you learned over the summer? Maybe or well, you know, when you did tell me you did you did give me a little advance notice so I could think about this, and I did know that today I hung a bathroom vanity above the toilet. Oh, and I had no idea that. The standard height is two feet above the back of the toilet for a bathroom vanity to be hung on the wall. And so when I held it up there, it just looked entirely too high. Two feet was a long way. So we just decided that we would put it even with the top of the mirror that was in the bathroom and it looks just fine. But two feet, 24 inches is the acceptable height for hanging a bathroom vanity above a toilet. See, Dwayne, you, you gave him a heads up. 
he actually brought Greg brought something useful. Um, that's the first Hopefully time. <laughs> yeah 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 but what passes for useful around here the bar is pretty low so yeah, that, we, do, that was, we don't we don't we don't do that around here you know, <laughs> you know, what, do you, what, what do you think this is this american life come on what i what i did learn this summer was don't work every day of the week for an entire month or you'll be exhausted because my my july starting july july 4th was the only day off i had in july and then I worked all the way to August fourth, and it was exhausting. You can you can go back to school, so you can you can coast a little bit. <laughs> well, at least get some familiarity. That that's going to be a whole nother. That's that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> how are we going back to school now? I want to know how Bradley's doing this. Are they? Is he going to be in single? Poorly. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, 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 very short notice. Uh, Something tells me he's going to have an eight o'clock class and get a seven thirty text message. Sorry, school's been canceled. Sorry, school's Go been home. canceled. Go home. Um, no, 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 no. It'll come at eleven. At eleven thirty at night, the night before. No, I think that was too much notice. I think they're going to shut that down to a half an hour. He still does not have a dorm assignment or a roommate. That's supposed to happen on Monday. Okay. So I think the upperclassmen all have theirs, but the freshman assignments come out on Monday. And so then it will be a mad scramble to contact the roommate, figure out all of that stuff. So uh, I don't know. At this point, it's supposed to be two to a room. He does want a roommate. I'm living right now with the only roommate that I could ever really tolerate. No, no offense, Dan. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, but he wants a roommate. So we'll, we'll see what happens on Monday. Their, their plan is their, you know, I mean, he goes on the 21st or 22nd and school starts that week. They're not doing fall break. Um, some of his classes are in person. Some of them are online. His speech class is entirely online from his room. And so it just kind of depends on the size of the class to begin with anyway, and the general classrooms and how much distancing they can do. But I think the generic guidance is if you're not in your dorm room, you're wearing a mask if you're on campus. That's the expectation. That seems that seems about right. I, I'd heard of other universities that are, everything's a single, you don't get a roommate. Um, right. If there's a a sweet style, uh, what used to be five people is now three, and everybody's in their own room. But yeah, I was curious to know how they were. Their random testing. Amy Amy sat through some of the some of the virtual orientation classes <laughs> that happened this week since ours got canceled. Right. And I think um, they quarantine your floor. If you test positive, you go home. But if anybody on your floor tests positive, because they're all sharing the same bathroom, the whole floor is locked down. So they'll deliver your meals while you're quarantined in your room with your roommate. So, yeah. And how's that, how's that actually going to play out with college kids? Right. right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You don't have to stay in your room if you don't want to. If you get locked down, you can go home for the two weeks. You don't have yeah, to but then Only if you're, what about your in-person classes? Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. And then you've got to deal with infecting your family. If you go home, if you, maybe, I, I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah. I don't you know live with your this. grandma. Right, you're, yeah, this is gonna. It's gonna be an interesting little mess for another school year. You know, like I said last week, we just kind of roll with it, and we'll, much like Amazon, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It will be okay. No one yeah. is going to be. I mean, I don't know if we could get more stupid. So, <laughs> I think that, yeah. that in that respect, we'll be just fine. Well, you know, you say that now. Give it, give it about 96, 95 days, and let's see where we're at. <laughs> this is true. Oh, I thought we couldn't get any more stupid. I stand corrected, sir. Oh, but that's another podcast. Yeah. That's a different podcast. That's, that's a different podcast. This will never air unless Dwayne's editing this in the car. <laughs> no, I only cut things out that I'm not supposed to. I don't leave things in. Oh, that's no, that's not true. I've done that all. I've done that all. Oh, time. that's right. <laughs> Equal opportunity erroring. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, well. Uh, let's see. Todd, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Um, you can go if you want. Okay. So the thing that I learned this week, did you know Paul Rudd is now older than Wilford Brimley was when they filmed Cocoon? Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to sit down for a second. <laughs> Paul Rudd is 51. They cast brimley when he was 49 they filmed the movie when he was 50 and then it, it came out um yeah paul rudd is older than wilford brimley was now granted many of brimley's cast members were really old in the movie but yes so there you go that's what i that's so are you actually a remake of cocoon starring paul rudd i I was trying to work yeah. that out, or if that's the next Avengers movie, Avengers Cocoon, where where they're all at the retirement home, <laughs> and then they have to battle aliens in the pool. <laughs> Avengers really end game. No, I don't think I will. <laughs> Avengers, four o'clock dinner. Um, <laughs> Avengers, did I take my medicine yet? <laughs> this would be brilliant. You could only show the movie at four o'clock in the evening. Oh my god! <laughs> or the eleven o'clock matinee where senior citizens only have to pay two seventy-five. You just started at three thirty. You air it at the Sizzler, and it's a dinner and a movie. <laughs> dinner and a movie. There you go. What more could you ask for? <laughs> it's it's Wilford Brimley. They may serve it with oatmeal. <laughs> Todd, what did you learn this week? Oh boy! All right, uh, it's got to be better than that. Yes. Yeah. Well. I'm just sending you a picture here. Okay. What the hell? What is that at the bottom of the hole? I see the dog in the foreground. Okay, so you you found my dog in the photo faster than I did because Lisa took this picture and said, "She's I'm looking at I'm looking at the giant hole in the middle of it." And she's like, "Oh, do you see Preston?" And I'm like, "Where? Oh, there's Preston." Um. So this is this is the side. This is our side yard, and uh, this is this is 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 about four thirty today. Um, so, uh, we, we haven't, we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but as, as part of the, um, as part of the expansion or the, uh, the decking out of the undisclosed location, uh, we need to have some excavation done. And, um, this is supposed to be, uh, a hole that is, uh, at the far end is three feet deep. And then at the end closest to us in this picture, uh, is supposed to be six feet deep. What you may notice on the photo is that the, the, the close end, I will tell you, is not six feet deep. So, <clears throat> funny because story. Preston is not a great Pyrenees. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a three-month-old <laughs> Pomeranian. So, yeah. So, a week ago, and, and this gets to what I learned, and then we'll go back to the photo. A week ago, the excavator comes out and says, I do pricing one of two ways. Number one, I just charge you by the hour based off of the equipment that we use. And we just come in, we dig, and this is about how much it's probably, here's the range it's going to be. Or, number two, I will give you a flat fee. Now, if we don't run into any rock, that flat fee is probably $1,500 to $2,000 more than what you would pay by the hour. But because we don't know what we're digging, if you, play the, if you pay the flat fee and we run into rock, basically, as he said, he takes on the risk of running into rock. So he charges us more, and you're kind of gambling at that point. If he doesn't run into... But it's Vegas, right? It's what? It is Vegas, right? Um, it's, it's within a 120 mile circle of Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It seems like, it seems like a, a, a gambling sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So, um, does he want to take on the risk or do we want to take on the risk? And then he said, I've, I've done, I've, I've dug a number of these kind of holes in your subdivision. And I will tell you that we've never hit rock ever. Now, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You need to make your decision, but we can either do it hourly or you can pay the higher fee that's a set fee. And Lisa and I think it's never never hit rock anywhere in our subdivision. And, you know, we could save some money. Sure. You know what? We'll uh, we'll uh, let's let it ride. Right. Let's go. Because. Uh, 
town that he hits rock. Yeah, so uh, so they start digging, and uh, and I'm in the house. Oh, by the way, it's really cool working from home uh, for two people when there's an uh, multiple pieces of uh, excavation equipment digging uh, holes in your yard. And um, so I hear them dig, and I hear them dig, and then I start hearing scraping. And I thought, that's weird. And so then I go out there, and uh, I'm watching I'm watching the excavator, and it's digging dirt, and then it's scraping along something. And I go out there, and the excavator comes over to me and says, so what we're looking at here is about the worst-case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goody. You said burial ground what yeah i guess i guess that probably wasn't the worst case scenario good point that could have gotten much worse good point yeah it could have gotten much worse uh he's like see that see that hole uh, uh this is i don't know what is this this is uh 18 feet wide by at that point the hole was like 18 feet wide by like 10 feet deep uh 10 feet yeah, 10 feet deep. And he's like, see that right there? That's a shelf of rock. Oh. Oh, he's like, yeah, first time, first time we've seen this in your in your subdivision. Did you say schist? <laughs> uh, I didn't get past the first four pages of the book, so I, d- I don't remember the rest of the words. Um, so, so, so then he says, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the other end and we're going to dig. We'll just dig a we'll dig another hole. And hopefully this shelf doesn't extend the entire way because the, the other end is where it has to get six feet deep. This end just has to be like three feet deep and we're pretty close. So we'll see. So we, he digs an exploratory hole and I'm standing there and you hear and I'm like, Oh, and I look at him and he looks at me and gives me a thumbs down. So apparently where we need to dig this hole is, uh, basically, uh, the entire thing is rock. And, um, so we chose poorly is is what this comes down to. So he has to go get new equipment, uh, have equipment brought down because uh, from from the from the uh, the the North Country, because uh, there's no equipment anywhere near us that can handle this. So uh, we are going to be paying for that equipment by the hour. And uh, some point next week, he will come back with more equipment trying to uh, break through um all of that rock. And uh, anyway, when somebody says, yeah, do you want to save a little bit of money or do you just want to take the flat fee? What we learned uh, about six hours ago is the answer is always flat fee. There you go. Hey, um, you might also want to consider a whole lot of ibuprofen in the house for all the <laughs> hammering that they're going to have to be doing right out there. Yeah, I told Lisa, I'm like, so they're going to have to hammer through this. And she goes, okay. And I'm like, it's going to be loud. And she goes, oh, when you mean hammer, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be like a jackhammer attached to a large excavator. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that day we might be, maybe, maybe, well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe we'll find another place to work from. Yeah. None of that's open. Maybe you'll find another county to work from. (laughs) We'll just... You know what? We're going to load up the RV. And we'll just drive That's, someplace. That'll be right. fine. As long as you don't have to back up, you're fine. Yeah. Are they giving tours of Yucca Mountain yet? <laughs> drive out the Yucca Mountain and take a tour. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Hey, by the way, do you guys have a 110 plug I can plug my RV in? No? Okay, just checking. <laughs> <sighs> so there you go. Um, so uh, literally what went through my mind was, uh, we made a terrible decision. This is going to cost us thousands and thousands of dollars that we weren't planning. Uh, wow. Today was not a good day, but at least we're recording tonight. And I now have something for this week. I learned. <laughs> Our music is happy boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can find us on Overcast or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You cannot find us on Stitcher because somebody asked and I looked. We are not on Stitcher. You can even, I suppose, listen to, you know, like 75% of the podcast on Podbean if you're really, really 
stuck. Anyway, just search talking in the number two. No G, no space. We have a page on Facebook. Please like our page on Facebook. This week's Zazzle code, discount code is hello Z August. You can also get on Zazzle a putter cover. Your your own custom talking to Todd putter cover where it will remind you that you're definitely getting the shaft. So there's that. Uh, hello Z August. I think it's like 40% off if you have mailings or postcards or thank you notes to do. Hint, Lucas, thank you cards. Thank you. You can tweet at us at Talking to Todd. The website, as always, is TalkingToTodd.com. Thanks, as always, for listening. Thank you to our guest this week, Greg. Hi, Greg. Thanks for showing up. This was great. Thank you so much. I had a blast. Todd, do you have anything else? How in the world did the Kansas City Royals beat the Chicago Cubs 13 to 2 tonight? <laughs> Kansas City, Kansas City has not, they, they haven't scored, they haven't scored 13 runs all season. Anyway, sorry. No, I don't. Never mind. Sorry. Sore spot. It was Tyler Chatwood circa 2018 tonight. He did Kimbrell up. pitch? Because he's good for at least six runs. And we're down by seven. Roll Kimbrell out. He can't do any more harm. That's right. worse. And, and now we're down. Now we're down by 13. I, I stand corrected. <laughs> yeah, but now we're going to only be 57 and three. Oh. So much for 58 and now, two. Now, Amy swears... They were on Fox tonight. Yes. She doesn't think they've lost when they've been on Marquee Network. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, Kimbrell did pitch. Two hits. One run. It was earned. Walked one. Struck out one. 19 pitches. 12 of them strikes. And one inning of work. So he probably gave up a home run. (laughs) That's what it seems like. Well, two hits, one run. Maybe not. On that note, on that note, tune in next week. We'll 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 complain more. About, I'm I'm sure we'll complain more about the Cubs next week too. But in the meantime, go Royals. <laughs> Until next week, <laughs> we've been talking to Todd. Wow, that was fun. That was a blast. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. That was great. Anytime. That was really, really great. <laughs>